Welcome to Blockchain Inside. This podcast is co-produced by the International Data Engineering Science Association, the Purdue Blockchain Lab, and CastBox. Our vision is to connect everyone in the blockchain industry and explore the most up-to-date news. We hope this podcast will be educational, easy to understand, and inspirational for all our listeners. I'm Coach Colbertson. With me is Kimberly Colbertson, and today we have John Hardigan with us. John, take a minute and introduce yourself to our audience, and also tell us a little about how you got started with blockchain. Sure. Uh, first of all, it's nice to be here. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm the co-founder and EVP of Strategic Development and Partnerships at Intiva Health, and um, I've been involved in startups for many, many years, um, specifically focused on large-scale partnerships with Fortune 500 companies. And um, I met the original founder of um, Intiva Health. Uh, at the time, it was called Procial. And they were looking uh, to form some partnerships to get the venture off the ground. And uh, it was a very exciting project. And I decided to come aboard. And um, very early on, we realized um, that because of the very sensitive private nature of the physician and licensed medical uh, professional data that we keep, that we needed a, a more secure system than just a cloud system. And we were starting to look into blockchain solutions to, for security mainly at the time. And then we realized as we started doing research that we could do so much more with blockchain-based technologies. Well, let's start with talking about healthcare. What is the healthcare business situation like in the U.S. market? And what kind of issues have you seen in the market? As many people know, um, the healthcare space, specifically in the United States, uh, is, has runaway inefficiencies and costs. Um, oh, no. And- See, so. What? Come on. <laughs> The $10 Tylenol, right? And the $5,000 uh, little screw that nobody understands why it costs $5,000. So a big part of that has to do with the way that healthcare data information flows on kind of behind the scenes. And there is a bureaucratic and regulation layer that prevents many of the efficiencies of technology that we every day get to enjoy. Um, And because of that, uh, it's been a struggle uh, for technology to be adopted into the healthcare space. And um, so we have focused on the professional side of the business, specifically uh, what's called the credential management uh, and the data flow on the backside of the, of the uh, healthcare space. So specifically hospitals, when they hire a doctor, it takes um, approximately three to five weeks to get them actually on the schedule from the time they actually send them the offer. And that's because they need to go through what's called the granting of privileges. So a hospital needs to verify the reputation and um, uh, good standing of that doctor before they can get them on the schedule. Well, that is a very, very analog and antiquated process. Um, like I said, right now it can take, it takes weeks and many times months Um, Because they literally get a file of about 25 different documents and then someone either emails or calls or faxes or, uh, you know, however they do it in an analog fashion to get verification on those documents and the reputation of that doctor. Um, So we have developed a system using actually Hashgraph. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of Hashgraph yet, but if you haven't, you need to check it out. Uh, It's a blockchain, Hmm. a decentralized ledger technology. 
um, that allows us to do that verification process in seconds. And it significantly changes the way that the healthcare system does the credentialing process on the back end. All right. So the B word has arrived, blockchain. Talk about how your company decided to get into blockchain and why you felt that blockchain was really necessary for your processes. Okay. So I want to set up the problem a little bit more succinctly. Right now, doctors are spending somewhere between it's 8.7 hours a week on non-clinical, non-patient paperwork. And on the flip side, like I mentioned, in order for hospitals to get doctors uh, privileged, it takes months, okay? Now, if you were right. to put that into dollars, on the doctor side, that represents $53 billion lost in the noise, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy. And then on the hospital side, on the hospital side, the, the, what we were talking about, the fact that from the time they actually send an offer letter to the time they get a doctor privileged, that represents $7,500 a day in lost revenue. And so that's hundreds of billions of dollars. Okay. Wow. So that is contributing to that ridiculous healthcare price costs that we were talking about before. And, and a mm. significant chunk of that, over 50% of that time that's wasted is involved in credential management and the verification of those credentials that we talked about. So blockchain. Blockchain does two very specific things for us. One, it allows us a much higher level of security when it comes to those credential documents because we are not just putting some kind of cryptocurrency out there. We're actually hashing and putting entire document packets into a blockchain-based solution, which, which is called Hashgraph. So first of all, we're actually storing documents in a decentralized ledger technology and fragmenting them and therefore creates a much, much higher level of security than what can be had in, in normal cloud services. Okay, so that's the one big component because we could have multiple nodes hacked and they would still not be able to pull that information in any meaningful way um, and be able to have a breach of security. So that's a HIPAA compliance issue and it's also a privacy issue for the doctors. Very important. Secondly, the blockchain-based solution allows us to create a verification system on the credentialing packet, okay? And why that's so important is because right now, like I said, you have to do it manually. You have to, you have to call or email or, you know, just the, kind of the old school way of checking references. Well, there's a very specific process that they go through, and we are able to establish a history, a verified and immutable history with date and time stamps on those credential documents so that when a facility or medical group says, hey, we need to verify this doctor, we need to grant them privileges, let's go ahead and start going through the credentialing process, the verification process, they will be able to look into our system, see that that doctor has established documents and those credentials that have been immutably date and time stamped at a specific date and time, um, and that they'd already been verified. And then they can say, okay, you know, Mayo Clinic six months ago uh, verified this guy. And uh, you, I, we know that they go through primary source verification and we, they know, we know that they use the highest levels of security. And therefore, we're going to make one or two calls, but we know that this guy's verified. And it, then it creates like a, almost like a credit score moving forward. You now have a history, an entire history on this physician. And you can see who has looked at the profiles, who has access the profiles and who has 
uh, verified those profiles. And so you're creating this um, uh, a reputation and, and basically like a credit score on a physician. Now, you've mentioned that you are good with strategies and have helped your companies build partnerships. Are the traditional healthcare strategies also applicable to the blockchain project that you're working on? Yes. One of the primary things in healthcare is that you have many different stakeholders and, and many of them have competing uh, goals. And specifically in this particular problem that we're talking about. So, for example, the way that the system is now, each different hospital has their own type of software. You know, they use a SaaS software, a software as a service. They pay 10 or 15 or 20 or $100 per user. Um, and then they can have a, a way to manage their credentialing software. Okay. So, so right. that's how they normally do it. Now, the problem with that model is, is that if if I have a, most physicians work at, at multiple facilities, okay, and if those facilities are not owned by the same people and they're not using the same software, then that doctor has to recreate the wheel every single time they go to get privileges at that hospital. Okay, so the information ecosystem, the sharing of information in the healthcare system is horrible because nobody shares and nobody has any incentive to share that information. So we've completely turned that model on its head, and we have a free economy model, meaning that the physician, it's free to the physician to use the credential management utility. It's also free for the facilities and medical groups to use our software at absolutely no charge. And the reason is, is because we want to incentivize the sharing of that information and then the verification system so that any hospital, so right now how it works is each hospital has their own software and they have silos of information on that particular physician. So, and they're all at different kinds of levels of accuracy and timeliness. And the common theme is it's all around that one doctor. But what we did was we built the system around the doctor. So all the information follows and it stays around the doctor. And then the doctor allows access to his or her information by any facility that they want. And it doesn't matter who owns the company or whatever, it's always free. And then they can come in and look at that information. And as it's updated, it's updated for everybody. So if a one facility has a document that all the other facilities don't, and they update, for example, like his CPR card or her CPR card, then everybody now has visibility and can see, oh, hey, I have the new C CPR card on this, on this doctor. So the system, it's a kind of a rising tide rises all boats scenario where that information will, now we have the most timely information around that physician at all times, and we've incentivized um, free but yet secure data flow between multiple organizations and stakeholders. And that's really getting back to the idea of partnerships, where I've come in um, very strong in order to put those partnerships into place and to communicate how, listen, if we all work together on this, you will benefit greatly from using this ecosystem. You know, John, that's a really interesting thing that a lot of folks in the blockchain space keep coming back to over and over and over again is the need for connectivity between people to make all of this work. But talk to us a little bit about some other useful cases for a blockchain technology in healthcare or medical device that you think that might be worth mentioning here? Sure. Well, the other side of the platform is we do have a tokenized economy. We have a token called Intiva, NTVA for short. The way that the token works in our platform is that 
again, we're trying to incentivize a, a new way of doing things uh, in the healthcare space. So physicians, uh, licensed medical professionals can earn Intiva tokens by taking certain actions in the platform. And there is a very specific reason that we are incentivizing them to do that. So they come in, they can, you know, they upload documents. So let's say we have an expired document. Well, it helps the physician to have that document updated because then all of their f facilities also have that updated document. So in order to get them to have the maximum amount of efficiency in the space, we want to incentivize them to have the most up-to-date information in the system. So they can take different uh, um, actions in the platform, there's 24 total, where they can earn tokens. And then they can turn around and use those tokens on goods and services in our medical marketplace. So for example, continuing medical education. They are all required to take continuing medical education every year. And that costs, okay? Now for physicians who are paid uh, um, you know, on the, one of the highest paid professions in the U.S., that may not be prohibitive. But for nurses, for example, you know, uh, CME or CE is what they call it for short, continuing education. Those courses can be expensive. So we give them a way to offset those costs by earning tokens in the system. And, and then that also assists or helps the other stakeholders in the platform. So for example, the facility medical groups, because one of the biggest difficulties that facilities and medical groups have is the healthcare professionals getting them those documents that they need, you know, cause they have so many of them and they're very busy and they're trying to chase them around to get those documents in the system or to get them um, updated so that they can get them on the schedule. And it's, you know, it's, it's just, it's a very difficult thing for them to do. And so what we do is we incentivize them, Hey, keep getting these documents in, make sure you get these documents in, you know, and then that allows the facilities to work more efficiently and everybody's happy. And then again, they can, they can offset the costs of things like medical malpractice insurance. They can take continuing medical education courses. Uh, we're building out an entire medical marketplace for like scrubs and gloves and, you know, uh, uh, believe it or not, there's a huge market for fashion scrubs. My wife is an, a nurse and uh, we get 400 catalogs a year and I can't believe how many different kinds of scrubs there are. So we are, <laughs> and how much money we spend on those scrubs. So I'm going to tell her, you got to go in and earn lots of tokens so we don't have to spend as much money on this. But, uh, that's the kind of thing that you can do with the other type of, you know, with the cryptocurrency that the idea is this token has real value in the sense of data right? And then you can use that token in a real practical way. Wow, that's fantastic. We are just about out of time for our podcast. And so before we go, I would love for you to share a way for our listeners to connect with you and any resources that you have to recommend for blockchain enthusiasts. Uh, absolutely. So um, our main site is Intiva Health, and that's I-N-T-I-V-A health.com, intivahealth.com. They can learn about our platform and our decentralized ledger technology and how we're doing the verification system and how we're doing the uh, Intiva token. And um, I encourage everyone on your podcast to check out Hashgraph. Again, this is a, a truly next generation uh, decentralized technology that is much faster than the traditional uh, blockchain and the traditional Ethereum type blockchain. Um, and that is uh, very revolutionary. 
And that is what we are the very first platform that will be in the marketplace built on Hashgraph. And it's very exciting to be the first because there are some very huge projects coming out and uh, we just happen to be the very first. And uh, so very excited about that. And, and I encourage them to check it out. And again, IntivaHealth.com. John, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Great questions. Really enjoy your podcast. Thank you very much. All right. And to our listeners, thanks for following up with us today, Blockchain Inside. This podcast is co-produced by the International Data Engineering and Science Association, Purdue Blockchain Lab, and CastBox. Please subscribe to our show on castbox.fm slash blockchain lab and leave a comment there if you have any questions. I'm Coach Culbertson. With me is Kimberly Culbertson. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll see you next time.